Well, well, one of the things that I tell my clients, because whether it's in investing, whether it's in business, whatever is, there is no millionaire by midnight program. You know, if you want to be a millionaire by midnight, you are not going to want to put in the kind of work that's involved to make that happen. You're listening to The Right Club Podcast, where the focus is all about helping you grow your real estate investment portfolio and live the life you want to live. Come grow with us and join our community at therightclub.com. And now your hosts, Sarah Larby and Alfonso Salemi. Hello, Right Club Nation. It's Laurel Simmons here. Before we get started, I wanted to ask you a quick question. Have you checked out our online community yet? I really hope you do because our online community is a place where you can find lots of education, training, and information about real estate investing and about general business. Plus, it's a great place to network with like-minded people. We have interactive forums, all our podcast episodes, and tons of videos about a wide range of topics. It's free to join, so be sure to come grow with us at therightclub.com. Now, on with our podcast. So hello, Right Club Nation. I'm Laurel Simmons, co-founder of The Right Club, and I'm here with Alfonso Salemi, another co-founder. Hi, Alfonso. How's it going? Hey, Laurel. I'm doing great. How about you? I'm doing just fine. So we have a super duper um, interview coming up with Angela Sutcliffe, uh, who who is a business coach and has been a real estate agent and has done many, many things in her life. I mean, she, she started off um, doing in university as studying translation and she worked as an assistant on uh, Parliament Hill and the federal uh, government in, in Ottawa, Canada. So she's got a wealth of experience and we're talking about, um, stories and lies that we tell ourselves. That's really kind of funny because as she says, um, hey, it doesn't take long when you work with politicians before you <laughs> before you start to sense whether you're being told a bit of a story. <laughs> that's, that's right. And, you know, oftentimes we, you know, we, we see it from the external factors, right? Maybe politicians as the example, right? Oh, that's a liar. They're not telling the truth. But I think oftentimes we get blinded by our own lies or the lies that we tell ourselves, we actually start believing them or just because we think something, um, we think it's true, right? And that's not necessarily the case, especially when um, you're working with someone as great as Angela, like a, a business coach or, or, or an accountability partner, or even just somebody within your own circle of, of influence, right? That might be family, friends, coworkers, things like that. And, you know, those lies, they, they get built up because people are, oh, they just agree with it. Because it's, it's, sometimes it's really tough to kind of go against what you're thinking, right? It's, it's easier just to go along with the norm and, oh yeah, well he did it and she did it and now I'll do it and that's how it's supposed to be done. And, and really you need to make that effort, those, those big changes to, to, to make a difference, right? And I think we, we always talk about that and it came up in the podcast as well too, who you surround yourself with, who's your circle of influence, where are you getting your information from? And um, yeah, it was a really, really good chat. And I know you, uh, you and Angela have had a long history and a long relationship as well too. And, and uh, you brought so many great people to, to the podcast and interviews and, and things like that. And that's what we want to do here at the right club through the webinars, through the podcast, through the forums, through our website, um, just bring different perspectives, right? Not no two people in this world have gone through the same experiences and we want to bring the best of the best to share their experiences so that we can all learn and grow together. Exactly. And it's, it's, um, it's about surrounding yourself as we talk about in the, in the podcast, it's, a, it's about surrounding yourself with, with the, the best people you possibly can, because um, if you want to come grow with us, right, then you, the only way you're going to grow is to, or one of the ways you're going to grow is to associate with people who've done it before or have great ideas or better ideas or different ideas or whatever it is. And, and not just as Angela says at one point, look at yourself in a mirror and talk to yourself. Cause um, yeah, that's not so good sometimes. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And I know oftentimes, right. And you know, I'm, I'm guilty of this as well too, but everything that comes out of your mouth, you already know. 
So you've already, you've already learned that. So everything that you're saying, you're speaking, you're doing, you're, you know, you're saying to yourself, you already know. So, um, you know, this is something definitely I'm trying to take more into practice, using my ears and mouth in proportion, listening more, hearing more, and then obviously discerning that information and taking the best of it. So, uh, yeah, really, really uh, happy to uh, put this podcast out to the, uh, to the Right Club Nation and everybody else that's listening to. If you haven't gone on the website already, therightclub.com. Uh, check it out. Lots of great information. But, uh, but for now, let's get to the interview with Angela. Let's go. Welcome, Angela. It's great to have you here. And you are sitting in your office in Ottawa, Ontario. I am indeed. And thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to be here, Laurel. Well, you know, you and I have a long history. We were just talking about that before the recording started, and uh, we've known each other for over 20 years as much as uh, I don't want to admit that. But um, wow, you know, um, it's, it's, it's been a ride for both of us, right? Lots of things have happened. And um, it's funny that, uh, well, we're talking right now at a, at a kind of odd time in, in history when a lot of people are, are scared and don't know what's happening next. And um we're we're talking about stories and lies aren't we we are indeed we're talking about how we form our beliefs through the stories we live through and you know laurel you're quite correct this time this pandemic time is so unusual i can promise you there are people going forward who are going to hook what's going on in their lives back to the pandemic this is the new story moving forward and and, and you know right or wrong it's how we see it and how we use it that's going to determine where we go next. Yeah, and what a, what a great point. And, and earlier, uh, earlier in the week, we had our, uh, one of our monthly events. And that was, uh, I think, one of the panelists, I think it was Claire, uh, that had said, is, you know, don't use the pandemic as an excuse for everything. So, um, you know, for Angela, for those of us that haven't known you for a couple of decades, or maybe give us a, a quick overview, your background, what, uh, what do you do? <laughs> I like to say I stick my nose in everyone's business, but that's because I'm a business coach. Um, and, and I've done a, a few things on the way to business coaching. One of the things I think that prepped me for the best was I worked on the Hill as a speechwriter for a number of years. And uh, so it gave me really good rat radar when I was listening to what people were saying. And is this true or is this not? And, and Angela, we should just say that when you say the Hill, you mean Parliament Hill oh. in Ottawa, because we have, we have listeners from all over the world, actually. <laughs> Absolutely. And of course, the Hill can be Washington. It can be many places, but you're quite correct. It's, it's Parliament Hill in Ottawa, Canada with our federal government. And, you know, you learn, boy, when you hang around politicians, I don't even have to say long enough, when you hang around politicians, you learn to sort of start detecting, is this true or is this a spin that you're making up to convince yourself so that you can convince everyone else? And it's funny that as a business coach, I have to listen to clients and I have to think, what part of this is the legend, the story, the myth they've created for themselves and how do I deconstruct it so that I can put the right things in place for them so that they can start seeing a different version of that story, a more successful version of that story. So that's, that's just a thumbnail of, of stuff I've done, but I think it's the most relevant to this morning. So Angela, you, um, I know that you have some experience in real estate. You're actually a real estate agent at, at a certain point. So you understand the real estate world, uh, which I thought was a really you know, cool tie-in with what we, we talk about here at the Right Club. Um, we have a lot of investors. Uh, well, most of the people who are, are listening or um, come to our, our events, whether they, events, whether they be live or virtual, are either um, just starting out or they have all kinds of experience. I mean, we go from the people who are just starting to dip their toe into that real estate investing water to people who have hundreds of doors and, you know, are developing um, um, multi-units, like, and I mean, buildings that are 100 or 200 uh, apartment buildings. So it's such a wide range of experience. And yet every single one of them, including Alfonso and myself, tell ourselves stories. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about the stories that, that, that can get in our way, especially when it comes to, to real estate investing. And, and 
as we know, it's not just about real estate investing, right? It's about our lives. It's about business. It's about everything. It's about our lives. But, you know, interesting. Let me start off with a story about real estate. When I was selling, mortgages were 23%. Yes. The average sales price of a home was $87,000. And people were just chewing their nails down to their knuckles about whether this was the right time to buy whether you know they should take on a mortgage at that price. I used to say, we, we find a mortgage and then we make a house fit the mortgage. And I used to say to my clients, five years from now, you're gonna be laughing. This might not be the ideal home you want to be in, but it gets you in the door, even at 23%. Well, I'm asking you, what $89,000 house exists out there today? Well, so, maybe a driveway somewhere in Toronto. <laughs> exactly, or half a mobile home. So even back then, and it, it was precarious, precarious times. People were terrified about buying real estate. And yet those who did, you know, their, their investment has multiplied so many times that the few years that they had to write out those 23% mortgages have, have been paid back multiples of times. So those that said, well, we're going to do it, we're going to plunge in, we're going to do it, are sitting really well these days, whereas those who are doing exactly what they're doing now, exactly what they're doing now, and they're saying, gee, you know, it's tough times, I don't know what's happening to my money, I don't know if we're going to get shut down again, I don't know what's happening to the economy. It, it's like, you know, as a friend of mine would say, SSDD. Um, it, it's the same stuff, different day. That's the polite version of that. Um, it's the same stuff, different day. Just swap out 23% mortgages with, um, what is it they call it? Uh, uh, you don't know if you're going to get a paycheck or not. You don't know if you're going to be able to make money or not. So things haven't changed. So if people are still scared, it has to be the story, right? Absolutely. And I, I think, you know, we, you know, like Laurel said, like you were saying, we, we all tell ourselves stories to, to, to justify our thoughts. And there was, there was one saying, you know, like, don't believe everything you think. Right. And that, that's something that I, I try to live by is that just because I think it, I'm like, well, let's try to have an opposing view and another angle, have somebody else share that. So when you are working with business owners and obviously with a uh, kind of a shift or um, a specificity in the real estate world, what are, you know, someone that's starting out today, what are some tools or, or some things that people are used to, you know, tell, they're telling themselves one thing, but what are the tools you said you're trying to get them to unlearn or maybe a new way of thinking? What are some practical things for maybe some of the right club nation that maybe they're telling themselves that they can't do it or it's too hard or it's, you know, I, I, I'm not smart enough to get, I can't do what, you know, some of the other right club uh, nation is doing. What are the, the practical tips to, to get started? Absolutely. And I, I, I have this series of exercises. So the first one starts with the five things I know would make me rich, uh, would move my business forward, would get me unstuck. I know this, but I never seem to get them done. So let's write down those five things. Because in your gut, you know, your gut is telling you even if your brain is censoring. And then I go through a, a, a three-part question, which is, is the reason that you're not moving on this because you're lacking a piece of knowledge? And they always say if you're procrastinating, it's because there's one key piece that you don't know, that you need to go out and research and find out more. Because once you get the answer, then the doors open and all the stories blow out of the water. So five things I know that would move things forward, I'm not getting them done, is it because I'm missing a piece of knowledge? And then if the answer is no, I actually know everything, it's, well, do I have the skill to do this? So in business, maybe I've tried something, I, I suck at it, I've tried it twice, I'm terrible at it, and who wants to get up in the morning and go to work and do something that's going to make them feel stupid? And so investing can be exactly the same way. 
I've done it. I'm still scared. Maybe I had a bad or a rocky couple of months. Maybe my mom called and said that was a really bad idea. Maybe I thought of my friends. Maybe I, you know, but I know how to do it. But I, I, I'm just not good enough at it to be able to turn around and say, look at me. So the skill's not there. And the last place I look are those habits and those beliefs. So if, if part of it is I don't have money, then what are my habits around money? What are my beliefs around money? Because if I don't have those in place, then I am never going to be able to take action on those basic five things that are holding me back. But if I look at each one of them through those three filters, suddenly the impossible or the terrifying becomes doable. So that's the very, very first place I start. I want to take a quick pause from the podcast to introduce you to some of my amazing contractors. On this week's episode, I wanted to introduce you to Rob and Joel from White's Elm Design Build. And Rob and Joel just finished my major renovations on my latest Burlington project. And it was a full renovation and absolutely worth it. They've been super easy to work with. I wanted to give you guys some insights on some of the services that they offer their clients and they focus on Oakville to Hamilton and beyond, but they're really great. Like if you guys are ever in a property and you want to FaceTime or video call Rob or Joel, they can actually give you some insights on what to look for and also how much we are looking at renovations. Because if you're thinking about doing a flip or a burr project, the reno part is really important to get right to also figure out how much it's going to cost and what renos are going to be needed to get the actual maximum after repair value. So super important. They will gladly do these video calls or conference calls with you guys to give you some of those insights. They're really good at getting back to clients quickly. They can also do physical walkthroughs. If you guys are thinking about purchasing a property or you have it under contract, they can do that with you. They're super professional and uh, they've been very involved in my latest project and uh, really on the ball. So super easy to communicate with. They finished on time, on budget, which is really important as we know. And they've got a whole team of trades. They line them up so that they're as efficient as possible. And they work with a lot of investors, but they also do some of the higher end flip types of projects too. So they work on everything in between. They're fully licensed, insured, WSIB covered. So feel free to reach out to them. They are able to be found at whiteelmdesignbuild.com. That is whiteelmdesignbuild.com. Or you can send them an email, joel, J-O-E-L, at white elmdesignbuild.com or rob at whiteelmdesignbuild.com. Good luck on your next projects. Now back to the show. And it's funny you talk about money, be, uh, about habits and beliefs around money, because one of the things we talk about as real estate investors is that you don't need to have money to invest in real estate. Like you just don't. Uh, but so many people are hung up on I don't have enough money. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough money. So obviously those are stories that they've heard from whether it's bankers or probably friends and colleagues and, you know, people they've seen, Oh, you need a lot of money to get into real estate. And we, you know, Alfonso, you and I know we hear that over and over and over. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough money. The reality is you don't need the money. So you have to change the story. You have to find the people have money it's not that you don't need money to get into real estate you do but you personally don't need the money right absolutely absolutely there's so many in the right club nation that you know have started with with no money into it right with no work with joint venture partners or learn from countless you know youtube videos and and and, and even now on the right club there's so much content on there that you can learn and, and I love how you broke it down was the knowledge, the skill and the habits and identifying what you have, what you don't and going and getting that, right? You can go get that knowledge and learn that from somebody as well. You're quite right because that, that very basic, I don't have enough money says to me, you don't know yet. That's the missing piece for you. 
So if we took the I don't have enough money out of the equation, we said not to worry, this is manageable, we have ways to help you. Now I've removed the knowledge barrier. I've got that missing piece of information. Oh, this is how the money becomes available. Now, the next thing maybe I might be, when I talk about skill, maybe you're a lousy money manager. And then your story becomes, I've always been bad with my money, or I've never been able to. And I find that, you know, with this kind of thing, the stories, the lies, the myths, it doesn't, there's no gray area. It toggles between always and never. There's never a sometimes. So if, if I'm bringing in, and, and now we've taken away the knowledge piece, so that's no longer an issue. We've, we've told you how we're going to do it. Now we have to look at always, never, or when did that begin? So like when you were a kid, did you blow money out of the, you know, how did you manage it? What was modeled for you? Because now we can start bringing in people where it's been, um, I, I wasn't a good money manager, but now I am. And this is the next piece, how we develop your skill at money management, which can be as simple as start putting your money in an investment like real estate, start, start investing, watching it grow, watch you know the, the bit of the roller coaster, but develop the skill of being able to ride it through. So now a couple of years from now, you can say, well, you know, I never used to be good at, but now, so we're, we're slowly rewriting the story with evidence. And in my practice, that's a thing I always go to when people come in here and they say, I always, I never, I say, okay, let's sit down and get the evidence on that. And the evidence is never there. See, there's my never always. The evidence is never there. And you're, you're right, because again, it's those, we are so convinced that we know exactly what's happened, but it's, it's this, it's false evidence, right? It, it, we, we internalize it. But I want to go back to, like you said, after we understand that, okay, so we've got the money piece taken care of. So the next step probably is, uh, in many cases, um, well, now I need to find help or I need to find someone that I can work with. So then the next story that pops up is, well, who's going to, nobody's going to listen to me. Nobody's going to help me. Um, I'm scared. Oh, this is a fit. This is what, this is a really good one. I'm scared to go ask for help, right? That's, that's a story. So many people say, I'm scared to ask for help because dot, 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 you know, they're going to think I'm stupid. They're going to think I don't know anything. They're going to think whatever it is, right? Yeah. Across the board, I'm scared. And again, it, it's that Something in your life taught you that it was unsafe to put yourself out there and ask for help. And so again, once we understand that's where they're coming from, we have to say, well, how do we start showing them, bringing them into a culture, bringing them into, and I hate this word, but it's so commonly used, bringing them into a tribe, bringing them into something so that scared as they are, I mean, they can sit in the room with their mouths shut for, you know, a while until they see that that fear no longer is valid. And it's same in business, you know, I'm scared to do this. The other thing I do with that word scared, because I think that's such a rich word used appropriately, uh, uh, and it's rarely used appropriately. I say, let's, let's dig down. You know, you have to understand, I went to university to be a translator, so languages and words are my thing. So I'd say, think about for a minute, let's connect with this word fear. Are you scared like there's a mountain lion about to eat you? Or are you apprehensive, which speaks back to all the other things. I've never done this before, so I'm apprehensive, which just means I'm not used to this feeling. Are you excited that looks like fear because you're about excited about the unknown? So it can present as fear, but let's find a more appropriate word that expresses what you're feeling. Yeah, that, that's a, that's a great point. And I think when it gets, when you're including that fear is in, and I love what the, you said is find others that have walked that path or that you can directly, because again, we're, we have so much distraction, so many things, devices and, and views and videos and all that, that we see 
kind of end results or we see people that are further along the path and and you know some are you know just either starting out or just getting along their way so they feel that intimidated well they already know all that kind of stuff but you have to remember everybody started somewhere nobody started in real estate i don't care who it is any person didn't start with all the knowledge and all the money and all the information is that it is that progression and i think um, in this day and age, people aren't really patient enough. They just want everything instantaneously and achieved very quickly, right? It's called Instagram for a reason, right? Because it's instant, right? So um, for the people that, have, you know, maybe have tried, gone a couple different ways, maybe been, um, you know, tried a strategy, what's, what, are the, what are the suggestions that, you know, to, to stick with it? What, like that stick with itness is, I think, something that, you know, is really undervalued is because we're always, we find that first obstacle. Okay. We're that didn't work. I tried it once. We're going another way. Or I tried to ask somebody for money. They said, no, okay. I'm never trying again. And we build up those, those scars. How do you build up those calluses and those, the stick with itness I'm going to use. <laughs> well, well, one of the things that I tell my clients, because whether it's in investing, whether it's in business, whatever is there is no millionaire by midnight program. You know, if you want to be a millionaire by midnight, you are not going to want to put in the kind of work that's involved to make that happen. And I remember one of my early clients and, and this was what he came in with. So I said to him, are you married? And he said, yeah. And I said, do you love your wife? And he said, yeah. And I said, gee, that's too bad because you're going to have to divorce her. You don't have time. And I said, you know, your two kids are going to have to go to boarding school. Same problem. Dogs going to the Humane Society. Kiss your church goodbye. Because if you want to put in the effort that's going to turn around quickly, you know, you just, it's got to be all about you and no one else fits in your life. So it's, it's the same when we're talking about real estate. If you want to make a lot of money fast, then you have to make a lot of investments in a lot of things. And then you're becoming, um, you know, one of these venture capitalists where you're just flinging your money out there and praying that something happens. So this is not the real world. This is not the real world. Markets, people, everything goes through roller coasters, shifts, time. And, and the people who are successful are the ones who don't get in, you know, out of desperation because it's their last nickel and that's it. They get in, it, it might be their last nickel, but they understand that it's going to take time. But like I said, 1980s, real estate, 23%. You know, 87, 88, $89,000 homes. Um, and look where they are now. Some of those homes are going for $500,000 um, easily. So it, it, when you look at the evidence over time compared to the, I want it now and what happened, um, it, it's something we just have to keep telling people over and over and over again. There is no millionaire by midnight program for anything unless of course somebody dies and leaves you the money but <laughs> we like to keep all our friends alive <laughs> and you're right and i love that phrase millionaire by midnight there there is no such thing and i think too right now because because the markets across the country are so overheated i really and truly it's just it, it's insane when you dig down into the numbers uh, because investors real estate investors live and die by the numbers, right? You have to make your numbers work. And you have to look at uh, whether or not um, a purchase makes sense uh, based on not just now, but what it's gonna be, what you think it's going to be in one year, two year, five years, 10 years, whatever your strategy is. Um, partly you can base that on historical performance. Partly you base it on, you know, what you can learn from the right club here, all the, the and, and all kinds of experts. But at the end of the day, to say that now's not the right time to buy real estate is not, it, again, it's a story, just like you were saying. If I remember those days of the 23% mortgage, and um, I remember when I bought my first house to live in, mortgages had dropped to like 10%. I, you, you couldn't see me run. Like I ran so fast to the bank. I mean, it was like Zoom, right? Just Zoom. The, and I was delighted, thrilled, ecstatic. At 10%. <laughs> and yeah. now, now, you know, we've got these ridiculous mortgage rates of like one, one point something, and it's basically free money. So it's, it, the stories we tell ourselves about there not being real estate, or it's not the right time, or it's going to get better. That's just, 
those truly are stories because you know the saying in real estate is the best time to real buy real estate was 20 years ago and the second best time is now and i that has not changed it really really hasn't 20 years are going to go by whether you bought 20 years ago or as you say right now 20 years are still going to happen and look what happens in 20 years you're a hundred percent right laurel Hey, Right Club Nation, I just wanted to take a moment and introduce you to today's podcast sponsor, privatebuyers.ca. On your team of experts, you're going to want to make sure that you have a great wholesaler that's going to bring you some great deals off market. So most real estate investors, they're struggling to find their next deal. Private buyers, they help investors by bringing them some off-market opportunities at under market value so that they can make more money. These discounted real estate deals are not on the MLS. They've been found by privatebuyers.ca who will then send them to your inbox. And they're also gonna focus on your criteria and your goals and send you some tailored deals that match your needs. It's just really simple, guys. Just go to privatebuyers.ca, fill out the form, and start getting and seeing some available off-market opportunities. Privatebuyers.ca. Now back to the podcast. And and those I want to, you know, make I want to underscore is th there's a lot of people out there that, you know, are the naysayers. And oh, it is, you know, you know, even Laurel said it's overpriced. And again, those excuses or those, you know, and, and sometimes reasons why we we don't do something. And inaction is not a replacement for, you know, to to do nothing, right? Like you should take some step forward, whether it's learning, maybe you're not ready to buy, but there's certain things that people need to do to get them over that hurdle, to get them ready. And um, the people that give the advice of, you know, don't do this or don't do that. If you don't do anything, that's still a choice. You're making a choice to not do anything, right? Like, I love what you just said. The 20 years are going to go by, the five years, 10 years, 20 years, the time is going to surpass. If you're just sitting there and waiting, um, so again, so some of the stories and, and the lies that we tell ourselves, maybe let's, let's come on the completely other side of it now where maybe we have some really successful members of the right club community and they've, they've gotten to a certain level and now they've, they've said, okay, I, I want to get to that next level, but I'm not sure how to get there. I've done one strategy. How do I continue to grow my portfolio? You know, there's, there's a constant thing that I keep hearing out there is, you know, fear of success out there, right? I don't want to try because maybe if I don't don't like I have that reputation or if I tried to, to succeed even further, maybe it's a, it's a fall, a longer fall down. So how do we get past, even if it's small things, bigger things to the next building, the next project? Um, yeah. What are, what are the things that we can do to continue on that success or, or avoid that fear of success? Well, first of all, I always dispute that phrase fear of success because it's hard to be afraid of something you've never experienced. So if you've been successful, and lost it all, then yeah, you would have a, a fear of it. But 99.9% .9 of us haven't felt enough success to be afraid of it. I think it's afraid of accountability, afraid of responsibility. And, you know, again, if I go back to all the reasons that explain, you know, and I can write them down, time, money, whatever, um, you know, I usually come up with a list of 10 with people. And then we look at what's your excuse or what's your preferred lie? What's the lie you find yourself? It's always of the 10. It's always the one you trot out first or second. So I think if we understand what our preferred lie is, and then I always ask, what would happen if you changed this belief? What would happen for you if you didn't believe that anymore? What would happen for you if you didn't say, I don't have enough money? If you said, I can make the money and this is going to make money for me. Now what changes in your head and in your life? And that's when people start to say to me, that's sort of a scary thought because now I'm the responsible person. Now I understand that I can make it happen and I have to make decisions about whether I want to be responsible for living that life. So it, it turns it completely around as soon as you say, what would happen if you changed this belief? And then you can work with them to say, you know, time, what would happen if you had more time? Because we can find you time. Oh, well, if I had more time, then I would do X, Y, and Z. Great. What would happen? In fact, I had a client yesterday I worked with, and um, one of her things was no time, no time, no time, no time, no time. 
and we worked on this, um, you know, for a, a month and a half. And yesterday she said, I felt like something had gone wrong because I was sitting here and I had done everything and I had time. And she said, suddenly my head said, boy, am I ever tired? Let's have a nap. Um, <laughs> you know, so uh, the, the chaos we create comes from the stories and then it just round, runs around our head like hamsters. So to me, deconstructing it and saying what would happen if you change that belief, and then we're picking apart a different story. We're picking apart a new story that gets closer to the reality. I think one of the stories that people tell themselves, and I know I've been guilty of this, um, uh, I, I, I guess the more you are aware of it, the less you believe it, right? I mean, that's just part of the process. Um, but I think one story I know people tell themselves is, um, if I become successful, then my friends won't like me. <laughs> That's it's really, really common, right? And I, I think there's all, wow, we could spend like a couple of hours unpacking that. Um, but that, that touches so many aspects of our life, not just our friends, but, oh, you know, or my, my, my siblings or my parents or my whatever it is, my, my sp even my spouse, right? Often it's your parents. Um, and, and, and that's a very interesting scenario. My friends won't like me. So let's just take a quick look at that and say, maybe you're hanging around with the wrong friends. Mm -hmm. yep. Because we know that if you want to be a certain way, all you have to do is start changing 30% of the people that you hang around with into people who are the way you want to be and without even consciously doing it you will gravitate towards those 30% and the others will fall by the wayside because you're no longer their peeps. And it, it's sad, but sometimes, no, let me rephrase that. Always those people that are leaving us are fun suckers. They're people who deplete us. They're people who are taking their energy out of us. And so if we want to move on, it's sad, again, coming back to that word scary, it's sad um, that I may have to let some of my friends go, not through any fault of their own, but just, you know, we experience it in marriages, let's be honest. Sometimes you just grow apart. You know, you each get different tracks and you still like each other. You may even still love each other, but your philosophies, your direction, your paths no longer go along the same way. So although you may have to change out your friends, although you may say goodbye to some of your friends, you may see them occasionally, eventually you're going to really say, boy, you know, I never realized how much Martha or Bill or whoever um, was sucking the life out of me. <laughs> you yeah, know, that's, and that, that's, that's the reality. Absolutely, it is so important. You know, we, we always talk about the circle, the, the five people you speak to the most or the 10 or the group that, you know, you're communicating with most often. And, and are they pushing you? Are they um, inspiring you to grow? Are they growing themselves along the way? And, you know, we talk about, you know, that fear of accountability. I think those are the people in our lives that, you know, they don't, uh, you want more people in your life telling you the truth, not telling you what you want to hear right? Not just saying, hey, you're great. That's awesome. Go on. You're not going to grow by that. You're going to have to grow by a little bit of friction, a little bit of pushing, right? So um, I, I heard that one time as well, too. It's like, well, well, if the people that are telling you no, and I know all the real estate investors are listening to this podcast and part of the Right Club, we've all, we can line up and around the block about all the stories of the people that told us not to buy, don't leverage, and don't get mortgages. It's a crisis. There's a bubble, all the different things, right? And those are, you know, uh, no short supply of finding the naysayers and the people. And, and it's usually people that haven't walked that path or maybe are scared to do it themselves that are giving that advice. So you want to take the advice from the people that have done it and that are pushing and inspiring themselves and that keeping that accountable. Um, a topic that I want to bring up is that self-accountability. We talk about, you know, yourself and your coaching business and, you know, us, the founders of the Right Club and Right Club community, we, we keep each other accountable and have different tasks, the things that we need to do. But how do you find that in yourself? That self-accountability, I find, is the toughest because, you know, even myself, we're working out, I'm going to do 20 push-ups and then it starts hurting at like 15 and I'm like, oh, okay, I'll let it go. But if there's a trainer beside me, I'm like, oh, I'll get that done because I don't want to let them down. 
but it's easier to let ourselves down. So what's some tips, some guidance for, for increased self-accountability? Funny you should ask because in a couple of hours from now, I'm meeting my trainer in a park. <laughs> I haven't stopped that through COVID. We still work out outside. Self-accountability, I believe, comes, it, it begins with having a vision about who you want to be and not backing away from it. You know, if, if you have a vision of yourself, having choices, and this is, this is what I like to say about money, money gives you choices. And there's, we go through this, the first thing I work on with my clients is their money. And I say, you know, money is never money. Money is my report card to tell me whether I'm doing the things I should be doing, they're getting closer to that vision. So if I'm not investing, if I'm not making money, if I'm not seeing myself growing wealthier or more comfortable or having more choices in my life because I can afford them, then what part of my system is broken? You know, I, I keep saying a plumber doesn't come in because you have a leak in the pipe and start ripping out the pipes from the roof to the basement. They, they go through and they say, where is the stumbling block? Where is the leak? Because let's work on that. So self-motivation to me is really understanding that if I'm at the end of the month, if I'm looking at my finances, if I'm looking at everything and I'm not seeing what I expected to see, then I'll say to myself, Angela, you got to, <laughs> I'm famous for this one, you got to pull up your big girl panties or your big boy briefs and figure out what you, you, me, Angela, isn't doing that I need to do. So what do I need to stop doing? What do I need to start doing? What do I need to keep doing that is going to bring about the result that I'm looking for? And in my heart of hearts, in my guts, I know I can do. I just mm, maybe haven't done it. Wow. Like, yeah. There's, there's so much in that, Angela. And you know what? We could talk about this for hours and hours and hours, but we're coming to the end. And what we have, we have our, 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 our little uh, pop quiz for you. We didn't even tell you about this, did we? Oh, yeah. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. There's four questions. <laughs> I'm going to ask you the first one. I tr Trust me, you can answer them. This week's lightning round is brought to you by Butler Mortgages, Canada's number one mortgage brokerage three years in a row. If you need a great mortgage broker to help you with investing in real estate or to help you purchase your next home, reach out to Daniel Patton and Michael Zanzini from Butler Mortgages. You can do that by calling 905-569-8326 or toll free at one 888 and check out their website, butlermortgages.com or by email, daniel.patton at butlermortgages.com or michael.zanzini at butlermortgages.com. And let's go to the lightning round. So number one, what do you typically do on a Sunday morning? Sleep in. All right. Nice. Awesome. Awesome. Um, okay. So question number two, what is your favorite well we always ask what's your favorite real estate investing resource so maybe it'll be a two-part question what's your favorite real estate investing resource and what's one resource that you always recommend um to to, to the clients that you work with or, or really anybody that's looking to you know stop telling lies to each to themselves now i'm hoping i'm understanding this question correctly and it's funny because I've, I've been thinking a, a little bit about people I know lately and thinking, you know, you really need to think about investing in a sixplex or a fourplex because then you can live rent free and someone else will be paying your mortgage. So it's a win-win. You get the place paid for and you don't have to pay rent. You know, I, I know a lot of people go for single family homes, but I guess from my real estate background, I like to go for properties that will pay you your living uh, inside and then pay for themselves. Yeah, I think, uh, I think that the, the cool term on the street these days is the house hacking, right? That's uh, house hacking, right? Where you, you live in a rental unit and, uh, and you're renting or you live in a multiple, like you said, a multi-unit building and rent out uh, the other spots to supplement your own costs. So a little Absolutely. bit of love that. All right. So what's your favorite nonfiction or business book? Oh, my favorite business book. 
I have so many. Um, I, I think one of my favorites, and they're all old, old books, is Swim with the Sharks Without Getting Eaten Alive by Harvey McKay, which mm -hmm. is a fabulous book for keeping in touch. And I think that that's what's missing a lot of times these days with the Millionaire by Midnight programs is they want everything to happen and they don't realize that it's about developing resources, developing um, people, you know, who are going to help you over years, over years. So it's exactly what we've been talking about. If you hang around with the right people and you keep cultivating those relationships, everyone rises together. Yeah, good. And I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in there, Alfonso, and ask her the last question because we have this. Angela and I have this history. So who do you go for? Who do you go to for advice on your business and why? Oh, interesting. I do have a, a business mentor of my own, and she specializes in digital properties. And I go to her because although I, I understand, you know, all of the structure and the strategy and the so on and the so forth, the digital world changes so much that she keeps me on task and on track for making sure that I'm found, for making sure that I'm doing the right things with the right people. And she is a godsend. We meet every Monday. We meet. Wow. So you have, you have a mentor and a coach yourself. So you know what? It doesn't matter what business you're in. And we know that in, in the real estate investing world, um, if you want to really explode your growth, then you hitch your wagon <laughs> to somebody who's been there before and can help you, like just literally give you a boost. And that's, that's really what we promote in the Right Club. It's like, for heaven's sakes, even if it's just an accountability partner, you know, someone who's a little, it just someone to basically kick it in the butt every single week, right? And if you don't, pardon the pun, if you don't have the right people, you might as well just put a mirror in front of your desk and have a talk because that's as useful as the, the information is going to be coming back at you. So no, everyone needs someone who is a level or so above them. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Okay, so Angela, where can people find you, reach you? Woohoo! I am at Angela Sutcliffe, S-U-T-C-L-I-F-F-E dot com. And I'm also very active on Facebook, very active on LinkedIn. Because I had my butt kicked, I'm getting more active on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's awesome. So make sure you guys are going to go and follow uh, Angela on all the social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. Um, Angela, any last words of advice or anything that you'd like to share with the Right Club, um, the Right Club Nation today? I would just say really examine the word scared. Really unpack that world scared and, and see what the piece is that you're missing to allow you to go forward with, you know, something that's going to be really good for you in the long run. So unpack that word scared. Okay. Thank you, Angela. Great advice. Awesome. Thank, Thank you, you. so much. Wow. I am just uh, jaw dropped. I, my mind is blown. What a great chat with Angela and, and great interview. She had such a lot of information. I think we could have talked with her for, you know, many, many hours and maybe days about all the different things and the, the perspective of the mindset that we, and the things that we tell each other, Laurel. And I know you're, you're practicing this in the mindset and, and really shift and you're very, you know, able to, to get into a better mindset. And maybe it's because you've known Angela all these years and you've had, uh, had the, the experience with her, but uh, I love what she said with the, um, the fear of accountability. Sometimes we're scared to go and do that because we're scared that we might not. Right. Um, yeah. and, and that word scared that we used a lot. So that, that was a great chat. What did, uh, what were some of the things that, you know, again, maybe you already knew or that you took away from, from the podcast? I, for me too, it was like, you know, the, the fear of responsibility and accountability. And I liked, I really liked what she had to say about the word scared that really, you know, that is such a, a what a powerful word, but it's also, um, it's like a catch-all word, right? Um, there's so many layers to it. So for her to unpack it and say, yeah, it's really, let's be really careful about that. That is more about responsibility and accountability. It's, um, you can say you're scared. And then she talked about the different, you know, what are you scared of? Is it that fight or flight response? Is it, um, is it apprehension? Is it excitement? Because yes, I do believe that excitement sometimes presents itself as 
fear. So we really have to be um, conscious of what we're um, thinking and, and saying, because the more we say something, right, the more we reinforce it in ourselves. So um, yeah, oh, goodness, we could have gone on and on and on and on and on. We just, we just don't have time. So hopefully we can get Angela back. Yeah, definitely, definitely going to be on the docket for another podcast with Angela. And, and the one thing that I want to say is that, you know, having that vision of yourself, right? That's what I think the, the biggest takeaway for me is having that vision of, of who you want to be, right? And, and having that as clear as possible and as detailed as possible so that you know that direction each day. Is that getting me closer to that person that I want to be? We are here where we are, of all the experiences, of all the encounters that we've reached, that we are here, but where do we want to go? And having that clear vision um, into the future, whether it's five years or 10 years or 10 minutes from now, right? Of all those things of, of how we're going to get there in that vision of yourself and, and all the different pieces. And it's not about a portfolio or money or success or anything like that, but it's that feeling. If you are feeling good, you're helping people, you're, you're wanting to grow and, and helping others grow. Uh, I think that's, that's the most important thing and having that vision, that clear vision of who you want to be and how you want to grow. And again, I can't, uh, I can't say it enough, Laura. I love, I love co-hosting these podcasts, amazing guests that we have. Um, we have so much content, so much information, so much stuff for, for everybody to consume. Um, get onto the rightclub.com, reach out to Laurel, Alfonso, myself, Daniel, or Sarah, and any of the Right Club Nation on there. There's so much information. We all want each other to grow and share. And that's what, uh, that's what really the Right Club is all about. So yeah, um, just go to the rightclub.com. And, and register, it's free, you know, we've, we've got, um, we'll, we'll connect with you there, or you can reach us by email, laurel at the right club.com, alfonso at the right club.com, we'll be happy to, to uh, respond and, and make a connection with you. And the only other thing we would ask is that if you have a spare minute or two, um, if you would go and rate our podcast, that it would helps us so much because that puts us in front of even more people because will come up on their searches and um, hey, we can help more people grow. Right, Alfonso? Absolutely. Absolutely. Get onto the rightclub.com. Get in touch with us. There's no excuse. There's no reason for not getting the information that you want. And if there is something that you are missing and you don't have or you can't get a hold of, let us know. We're going to go and try to find the best of the best in the industry to get that information for you. So um, until next time, Laurel, thanks so much for, uh, for joining in and then doing the podcast. And uh, yeah, till next time, come grow with us. Come grow with us. Thanks for listening to the Right Club podcast and joining our community of real estate investors online at therightclub.com, where the focus is about helping you grow. We look forward to seeing you again next week. Thanks from your hosts, Sarah Larby and Alfonso Salemi.